Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Today, my title was, Hello, My Name Is. Hey, Maria, hello, my name is. Because that is the standard label that we see you know, when we're going places, we go to a convention, we go to a conference, we go to a, you know, a- any, any place where we need to have a name tag, we put on the hello, my name is, and then we put our name. But I was thinking, you know, as I was uh, finishing up my message to the ladies on last Saturday, I got to thinking of like a vision came to me of how the enemy, this in this world, you know, we're not of this world, right? We say we're from a different kingdom, we're cut from a different cloth, you know, so that's why we are supposed to look different. If you're made in a different image, then looking like everyone else that is, you know, living any old way, that's not living, you know, I don't want anything to do with it. That's why I stand strong on a lot of things in the Bible. You know, when it comes to drinking and it comes to, you know, I I stand strong because I don't want to look like anybody else in the world. Now, I'm not going off on this because that's not my teaching today. And people say, you know, well, drinking. Well, you, you realize that like drinking in itself is not a sin. Being drunk is. But why do I want to get to the line? Why do I want to look? Okay, so that's not I know it's not what we're talking about today, but that's I don't want to even resemble what someone else looks like. That's why I'm really big on the way we dress. You know, I I don't I don't try to do it in a critical way and I never try to present it in a mean way or a judgmental way, but I feel like because the Bible says what? God looks on the heart, but where does men look? On the outward. You have to take pride in how you look. I don't I'm not subjected to what's out there. Just because, you know, it's crop tops and booty shorts and all these ridiculous outfits, you'll never see me caught dead in one. I'm always going to look presentable. I'm always going to look like my father is the king of kings. I'm always going to care what I look like. I'm not going to buy that stuff for my kids. Now, this, you know, just ride with me, guys. But that's why I'm I'm big on that. Because if we're not to look um, like this world, then we should look different. Just because they're forcing a certain style out there or they're forcing a certain uh, uh, type of clothing for your kids, they don't have to wear it. They, you totally, but see, the thing is we don't, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to go a little bit harder to let's do this, let's do it this way. But that's why I'm saying when we're made in the image of God, I don't want anything I don't want to remotely look, smell like, talk like anything of this world. So if I'm cut from a different cloth, then we need to look like we are from a different cloth. We should be blessed so we can be a blessing to others. The blessing benefits our life, right? So if you have a a spigot and water comes out, the first thing to get wet is going to be the spigot where the water comes out. But then also the water is filling a cup. So if the cup represents the people around you 
and the spigot is you and the water's the blessing, of course the blessing's gonna hit you as well, but then you're blessed to be a blessing. That's how Christians need to look. We need to completely separate ourselves from this world, completely, okay? Completely, and I mean that, completely. <laughs> separate ourselves from this world. I don't want anyone ever looking at me wondering if I believe in Jesus or how my life is going. I want to be a great representation and that's why everywhere in all my women's meetings, I always ask the question, if somebody was to look at you, can they see Jesus? Do you represent who you're serving well? Because right now, people are searching. People, people want something real. They don't want to get to the point where they can't distinguish between the two. They, want, they just want the real deal. Hey, Desiree. Hey, Emily. So today I titled it, Hello, My Name Is, because all I could think about was labels. Labels, labels, labels. The world tries to stick labels on you. Uh, the world tries to tell you how to live. The world tries to tell you what to do, what decisions to make. But also you have the enemy. Now, the enemy, he tries to stick labels on you. He could be sticking labels on you of your past and your self-image and your self-worth and your confidence. And, and, and they're putting, he's putting the label of shame on. And, you know, I, I, I used to be this. These are all the things we're going to touch on because it's like I said it on Sunday morning. And, you know, because uh, tomorrow I'm getting together with, the moms of Miracle Word Church. I, I'm starting a mom's ministry. I'm just calling it nonstop mom because that's what it was from the very beginning. And it's just getting together and we're going to start, you know, building each other's faith. But right now I just wanted to get together and meet kids and meet moms because it's, it's important that we are operating at a higher level. We don't have to have the labels of this world that try to stick onto us and tell me how my parenting to can be, should be, how it's going to be, uh, labeling my kids, labeling. And then the, the labels, they become weights. The labels become weights. And the more labels we decide to carry and the more of that we decide to, to put on our shoulders become a burden. And living for the Lord is not that way. Living for the Lord, he says, listen, I'll make it light for you. You give me everything that's heavy. I'll give you everything that's good. You give me all the problems and the weight and the cares and the thoughts, and I'm going to guard your heart. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you pure thoughts. You, you think on things that are holy. You think on things of, of, of heaven, and that's what's going to manifest in your life. So today we're ripping the labels off. If it's not from the word of God, if the label doesn't represent and line up with the word of God, we're going to unstick it today. We're taking it off. We're not wearing it anymore. We're not, we're not those women that, that walk around with uh, heaviness, with a hunched over back, with uh, tiredness, I'm lethargic, I, uh, my faith is low. No, we're strong women of God. Amen. And if you don't feel it today or you're second guessing if you even are, just say it. You speak it by faith. You speak things before you even see them because if you just speak everything you see, that's not faith. 
So if it's something you're like, I need to work on believing that about myself, then every day you wake up, you say, I am a strong woman of God. That title, woman of God, is not just for the fivefold ministries. That title is because you are a child of God and you are a woman. Yes, I live by faith. Yes, I listen to my Savior. Yes, I believe in His Word. Yes, I hunger, I thirst. Yes, I pray. Yes, I strive to do what God tells me to do. Yes, I live holy. I live righteous. I live pure. And so you are. those are things, labels, that we're going to swap out, okay? We're going to swap out. We're going to, we're going to take off what labels might be on us and if we go over them today, and of course there are way more that people um, deal with than you know what I'm going to go through. I'm not going to go through like, we're, let's list 30 labels and go through the word of God. But we're going to start today and go through some. And then if there's other labels that may be stuck onto you, maybe it's something that, you know, a title or, or name I didn't mention, then you go through the Bible and you find out what the word of God says about it. That's your homework for this week. <laughs> I'm giving you homework for this week. Is that when, when the world tries to put something on you, you're who you are. I, well, I didn't go to... Um, I didn't go to college or I didn't finish this or I didn't get my degree in this. And so now I'm not worthy to have a job or I'm not worthy to have a job in that area or I'm not worthy to have a job in, um, with that pay grade or at that level. No, you are because you are a woman of God. There's favor on your life. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the wisdom of God and there's no higher degree than having the wisdom of God. Having the wisdom of God is directly from heaven, directly from our heavenly father. So today on labels, that's what we're doing. Hello, my name is. And so that's why I titled this, uh, Hello, my name is, because it's the labels that are always given to us and we have to be careful what we write on our label, right? Okay, so in Isaiah 43, one through three, it says, but now thus says the Lord, this is the ESV that I put in here. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Now this part is going to stick out, but I'm going to keep reading. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. How wonderful is that? Because some of us, maybe watching not married. Maybe, you know, we don't have our dad anymore or we have a dad and he wasn't great or we have a wonderful dad. You know, these are all the things that like that that's kind of like we could put that in a label department. We'll keep that and we'll say, oh, well, uh, because I didn't have a dad, this is how my life is turning out. Well, you know what? Everything, there's a turning point. Everything, there's a choice. There's everything we can come to and we get there and we say, listen, this, this sickness and disease used to run in my family. It ends with me. This brokenhearted uh, history where uh, my grandma couldn't stay married and my mom didn't stay married. And now I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get married because I don't know if I, I can stay married. Ends with you. That's what we have to say. It ends with me in Jesus' name. 
I'm going to find a, a God-fearing man. I'm going to get married. I'm not going to have a divorce. I, I, I'm, my body is, is made new. I'm a new creation in Christ. Therefore, whatever was in my family line, whatever my grandparents battled or if my parents battled it, it ends with me. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with today. It's going to end with you because you're fed up with it. You're not going to allow it anymore. And when you get the revelation of what God says about you, then we have a new authority that comes out. We have, uh, 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 hey, Barb, we have a good, uh, strong, Holy Ghost backbone, right? Okay, so it says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, thou shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. But I love that because it goes to start off the beginning of the verse with telling us that it says, I've called you by name and you are mine. And then I love how it lists, because you're his, right? Because you belong. Think about that. Say me, because I belong. Make this, you know, own it for yourself because I belong. I can't be destroyed. That's what it says. Because I belong. He's with me because I belong. I'm not going to be overwhelmed because I belong to the Lord and he is mine, right? I can walk through fire and not be burned. I'm not going to be consumed. I love it. You walk through fire, you will not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. We are not going to be consumed by the things of this world. We're not going to be consumed by thoughts, by the shoulda, woulda, couldas, you know, the fear, the invisible prison of fear that tries to come our way. We're not going to be consumed by that. Why? Because it says, I've redeemed you, I've called you by name, and you are mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's good. That should give us all a Holy Ghost boost this afternoon. That should make us go, okay, all right. Let's, you know, I, I don't crack my fingers, but, <coughs> but uh, we, should, we should start feeling pumped about it energize. Okay. Okay. So this situation has come my way, but the Lord has me. The Lord has me in his hands. This is what the Lord says about me. All right. So the world tries to label different parts of us. Uh, they'll try to label our kids. Any of you watching has kids. They always try to label in each uh, season of life, don't they? Right, moms? Hey, Nancy. They always try to label us in different seasons of life. So you got a two-year-old. And what do they call those? The terrible twos. All right. So we got, we got a label now on our toddlers, right? So when they're two, they're going to be terrible little brats. That's what all two-year-olds are going to be. Okay. That's what the world says. That's what they say. Well, let me tell you, I enjoyed my two-year-olds. I enjoyed my kids. I didn't have bratty toddlers because I applied the word of God. Now, if we go to the word of God and we listen to the instruction of God and how to raise our kids, it talks about discipline in the Bible. It's okay to spank your kids. You do it in love. You don't do it in anger. 
You don't do it in a beating way, but it does say if you <laughs> spare the rod and spoil the child, it's not going to end well. So it wasn't God giving us suggestions in the Bible. This is literally life's manual. He has informed us if we do these things, if we abide by his instruction, then things are going to go well. It's not a suggestion for our kids to honor parents, whether the parents are awesome parents or not. That's not what it is. It doesn't say, children, honor your parents if they've treated you really well. Honor your parents. Children, honor your parents if your parents are Christians. Uh, children, honor. No, it just says, honor thy father and thy mother so you can live a long life. So if you've had parents that were terrible parents, if you've had parents that have been drug addicts, if you had parents, good, bad, ugly, whatever you had, it says to honor your parents so you can have a good life. And then that's the instruction. And that's how we have to do it. So it, it, sometimes doing things that the word of God has asked us isn't always the easiest, but he knows. I love how people they get married, they have kids, they have these types, you know, they get a life and then they think, oh, well, we just kind of have to be that way or we don't have to parent, you know, we don't have to spank. Isn't there another way? You know, can't they sit on the stairs and have time out for 45 minutes? Yeah, sure. You know, and some personalities maybe, but then there are some that need it. And so, you know, you, <laughs> you, you have to be a parent that's going to abide by the word of God. And so you have a label, the terrible twos. I never had that. I never experienced that because one, I don't receive what comes my way. It, that's not the report. If you want to receive that report that when you have two-year-olds, you're going to have terrible twos, then most likely you're going to have brats that no one's going to like, including yourself. Okay, you're going to have the kid that's on the leash backpack because your voice has no authority. Whoops, went there, stepped on some toes. It hurts a little bit. I'm going to get off of them, though. So, I mean, like, that's the kind of stuff. You don't have to have terrible twos. You don't have to have kids that don't listen to you. Hey, when you get into another age, when they grow up, okay, now we're, we're getting into, you know, uh, Teenagers, okay? My daughter, for instance, she just turned 13. Do you know how many um, people have said to me, oh, get ready. Oh, you got a girl. You got girls. And I always want to be like, yeah, you have great eyesight. I have two girls. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, I have girls. And then they always say, you know, well, they're getting into their teenagers. Now you're going to have uh, attitudes and you're going to have, you know, rebellion and you're going to have, they're not going to listen to you and they're going to talk back. And it's like, no, they're not. Madeline does not have an attitude. Madeline doesn't talk back. Madeline's not sneaky. I, I trust her. Her word has always been good, you know, and, and she's never given me reason to think otherwise. And she's not somebody out there trying to do whatever she wants to do. And she's not because why? Because I put an end to it. I didn't put it into it because I had a spanker and stuff. I did that in the two-year-old phase. And so before she turned five, I've, I've not had to spank her again because whoop, I did exactly the way the Bible said it. And so then we got to older, older, older. Then it's just if dad and I have to correct Maddie, which is 
very, very not, you know, not, not a thing much, then it's more so our tone. It's more so our voice changes and then she knows. But, but I, I wasn't accepting what the world said. Why do I have to have a daughter that's rebellious? Why do I have to have a daughter that's sneaky? Why do I have to have a daughter that's boy crazy? Why? Do, why? That, that's what parents need to rise up and say, hold on a second, why? Did my God say that I'm gonna have to go through troublous times as a parent? Did my God say that I'm gonna have terrible kids? Or does it say that a, a kid rise up and call her blessed? Or a father, talks about a father, uh, a good father has a, has a quiver full and it talks about being the arrow and pointing them and you know, why, why do I have to have kids that you know, I can't control, I can't, I can't enjoy being around, why? Because you put a label on my kid? You put a label on my family? I don't think so. And so that's how we have to be, parents. Moms, listen up. Hey, get that inner mama bear inside of you and then just keep it that way. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then I don't accept it over my kids. The thing that we say for our, our kids ministry at Miracle Word Church, and I take it from Luke 2.40, because that's where it's talking about Jesus, and that's where it talks about when Jesus was a kid, he still had some things to do. Grow up in wisdom, grow up in strength. He had to go back. It wasn't his time yet to be working miracles. It wasn't his time yet. He was in a training stage. He was in a learning stage from his heavenly father and his earthly mom and dad, and he had to go back, leave the temple and go back with them. And then it said, there Jesus grew in stature, there he grew. And that's why we say over our kids, our kids are strong and they're smart and they're set apart. They're not brats. They're not, I can't stand to be with them. They're not, oh, just teenager attitudes. They're not terrible twos. They're not, you know, going through this. No, because I'm not allowing the label maker of this world to stick that on my kids and neither are you in Jesus' name. So we're not gonna take it because they just said it. Okay, what about parenting? Let's go to there real quick before I break down a couple of things. Uh, with parenting, they try to tell you, you're a good parent if you do this. You're a good parent if you go take them to get this. You're a good parent if you feed them this. And you're a bad parent if you don't do this. And you're a bad parent if you, you know, you don't use the organic diapers, but you use these types of diapers. Well, you know, don't you care about your kid's skin? And don't you, just all that stuff is so stupid to me. And it's like, listen, if you do what you want, use what you want. Um, when it comes to, do I take my kids to do this uh, medically, or I take my kids, listen, the best advice I could give you is, speak to the Holy Spirit. He's the leader of your home. He lives inside of you. He's gonna lead you and guide you into all truth. And if you ever have a question about parenting, or ever have a question about what do I do, how do I handle this, he'll, he's the ultimate guide. He will help you. He will say, hey, listen, you know, I have three kids. All three of them learn differently. All three of them have different behaviors. All three of them take correction differently. And so I've said, Lord, lead me, point me, guide me. How do I handle this over T3? How do I handle this with Madeline? How do I handle this with Brooklyn? Okay, 
you know, I still have young ones and I'm, I'm still learning. But I know that by applying the word of God, I've been able to get certain outcomes of my confession, certain outcomes that I've always wanted because I don't want to look like everybody else. I don't want kids like everybody else, you know, that they have these labels on. So our parenting gets labeled. Our parenting, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this, that's bad. And so then we wear that. We wear that badge, we wear that label, and so we wear that as to, well, you didn't raise them in this. Oh, you know, the enemy gets to you. Oh, well, you just got saved. You weren't living right when you first had kids, and, and now, you know, now they're not. No, 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 <laughs> no, period. That's not the label on my family. That's not the label of my family. And so parents, we need a Holy Ghost backbone. We need to say, listen, I'm not taking it. That's not the label. I'm going to go to the Word of God. How can I be as a parent? How can I be as a wife? How can my kids be? How can, you know, how can I learn? And, and then we're, go we're going to be guided by the Holy Spirit to help us. We don't have to, um, and I, I read books outside of the Bible. You know, I've read books by other ministers and other people that know things in Revelation. But I also have to make sure that when I do and apply it, that I go back to the Word of God. Is it line up? And I'm applying it, and I don't make that greater than, than the Word. So I'm not saying you can't go outside of the Word of God. But if we had nothing else, here's our ultimate guide right here. All right. So parenting, we got, they label us, label our kids, they label our parenting. And so we often put these labels and they get to be bad labels and then they create wounds and now we're, now we're trying to heal from the wound of the label, the shame, the past. My self-image is terrible. I'm not pretty. Um, I, don't, I don't speak well. I don't, I, I don't communicate well. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm an extreme introvert. I'm, I'm an extreme extrovert. <laughs> you know, all these things that we try to put on. I don't have confidence. Um, you know, I, I'll, I, I, I've gone through too much tragedy. I, I'm wearing the badge, the label of being brokenhearted. And, you know, I'm just, I'm convinced that there are some people who just don't want to change. They want to wear the label. And at some point, I'm like, wear the label then. Just wear it and see how it works out because you don't, you don't want to. It feels good. Freedom feels so good. Freedom feels so good. So don't live in this invisible prison, this invisible uh, barrier anymore that's taped up with labels that you have taken and dragged from you know the last 20 years and the things you're trying to get free from and the thoughts and you know you're still thinking things that you thought of when you were 20 but you're like 65 70 years old it's like at some point let the holy spirit help you get get that stuff lost get get that out of your life okay all right so, um, Ephesians 5.1, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. And I, I took that out of the New Living Translation. I liked that one. So Jesus did not create us to wear labels of this world, okay? He created us as what? His dear 
children, his dear children. He has told you wonderful things about you. He has said, you're made in my image, right? You're strong, you're mighty, you're not a victim, you're victorious, you are loved. These are all the things that he tells us as his dear children, like it says in Ephesians 5.1. So um, sometimes we put labels of our experiences stuck on us. We like to hang on to it. I'm going to hang on to this story. I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. <laughs> How many know those people that like, you're like, listen, I'm trying to literally help you rip this label off, but you would rather wear that because of the whole like, oh, what was me? And everyone gathers around. Oh, let me, can I help you? You like my voice? Oh, let me pat you on the back a hundred million times. It's like at some point you're going to have to put your big girl pants on. I'm serious. We're not going to be prayer projects forever. Nobody around you can get changed if that's the state that you're going to stay in. That's how you want to live your life on, on earth because Jesus is coming back soon. That's how you want to live on earth. Constant, that, that attention of woe is me. That, that, that's terrible. That's a depressing life. Because God has given us so much more, so much he's called you to, so much that he's equipped you with. And we're going to live in that box of, woe is me. Oh, I'm going to live on this story for the last 15 years. I'm going to just milk it because that's just, no. He has, he, he's healed the brokenhearted. He heals sickness and disease. He mends hearts restores relationships. He comforts people. I mean, like, let's, let's be strong and mighty. Uh, you know, people, <laughs> it's just like, people don't even know, they say one thing somewhere else and then their life is completely different. They're like, yeah, I'm part of the Lord's army. Yeah. Uh, do you even know what an army does? They fight, they put on their armor, they're strong. They, they walk in victory. So if you're part of the Lord's army, represent an army. Represent the Lord's army. <laughs> People will do that. They get in church on Sunday. I'm a part of the Lord's army. In Hebrews, I'm, I'm putting on the full armor of God. Are you though? Like, are you? <laughs> and so, all right. So are we ready to live without some labels? Yes. Yes, we are. There's freedom in the house because we're taking off old labels and we're sticking on what God says about us. Like I said, there's so many we could go through in someone's life. But if it's something I haven't mentioned uh, before we're gone, I encourage you, homework, go through the Bible. What does the Bible say about something that you feel like is stuck on you and you went off? that you feel like you're done with. I don't want this on me anymore. I don't want this to represent me anymore. I don't want when people see me, that label that they see that, that they, I've always been out there. I don't want that anymore. I want them to be like, wow, look at the joy that's on her. Wow, look at that freedom she walks in. Wow, look at, you know, they, they just lost a loved one or they just went through a tragedy. And that's how they're reacting? 
That's what we want people to say about you. That, that's, that's what a true label that represents the word of God is. How could they be going through what they're going through and look like that? Now that person is wearing the correct label. That person is wearing a label that the word of God that their heavenly father has said about them, not the cares, not the weight of this world. All right, we're gonna live without some labels. Confidence, that's a label uh, that the world puts on. They, they, a lot of people don't have it. They're not confident in who they are. You know, it's important to know your identity in Christ. That builds your confidence. Yes, being filled with the Holy Spirit gives you the power, it gives you the boldness, but then we can talk ourselves out of it. Well, I'm not very educated. I'm not very smart. I'm not great at speaking. And, you know, God didn't ask. He, he, didn't, he didn't ask you for those things. He didn't say, um, are, you, are you great at, uh, you know, speech? Because, like, if I went by that, I wouldn't be doing what I do today. I hated public speaking class. I did it and just got by so I could get that grade, so I could get that, that credit for college. I, I was like, don't put me in front of a single person. Talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, we're fine, other than that. But if I let that steal my confidence, steal away what, what I wouldn't be where I am now. I know that all those things and over the years that God pushed in my comfort zone, out of my comfort zone, got me to be where he's called us now to open this church and the, the things that are on my heart and the things that I'm doing and, and, and who I'm dealing with and things that are going on has brought me to this point. We could discredit ourselves. That's why I preach to the women in Indiana about being qualified. You have one person to please and he's called you and he's qualified you. Now we're going to use wisdom. We're going to use common sense because that's all in Proverbs. Uh, we're going to use the, the, the things that God's equipped us to carry out what we're going to do. All right. So confidence. We know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens, strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. We quote that verse a lot. I'm not sure people really believe it. But I think we need to open our spiritual ears to, to this verse. I can do all things through Christ. So there, there's the thing. You can do all things, but how? Through Christ. Through Christ who strengthens me. We, we pray. We're going to get um, rid of things that cause lack of confidence. Prayer builds us up. I know on Tuesday nights we'll be meeting for prayer. I've got ladies praying in there in front of, you know, 32 women that have never done that before. But prayer, boldness comes on, the anointing comes on, and, and they're speaking out. And, and I'm having women pray that have never done that before. It's not that they've never prayed before, but, you know, it's a lot different than when you're praying by yourself in your house, you know, in your own room, and it's just you listening and the Lord. But then when sometimes you know, praying in front of somebody that can make someone nervous. Well, these women have co completely come out of their shell since March. And, you know, it just shows me the confidence that it has when you are doing it through Christ, when you're doing something through Christ. And so Joshua 1, 9, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid for the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. 
So when you're battling a label that says you're not bold, you're not confident, uh, you don't have what it takes, here's two verses right there, you know, and the Bible has way more on confidence. You know, uh, we'd be here for hours if we went through it all. But I just picked two because it's ones that we have to get. It's ones that we have to get a foundation on, a revelation on. He said, he commanded, don't be afraid, okay? So you've learned through Ted preaching it and saying it so many times, what he commands, he empowers. He's empowered you to be strong. He's empowered you not to be fearful. He's empowered you to live by faith. He's empowered you, okay? So it says, and the Lord is with you wherever you go. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, let's rip that label off of the, I'm not confident, I'm not a bold person, I don't have what it takes. We're taking that label off today and we're slapping on the, hello, my name is confident. Hello, I have confidence. I have confidence, why? Because I know who I am in Christ. I have confidence, why? Because I know that I am victorious and I'm not a victim because the Lord goes before me and he fights every battle, okay? I, I know that I am a woman of faith and strength. I love, uh, you know, what I stand my, my whole women's ministry on is in 1 Samuel when Hannah prays, she says, I have an answer for my enemies. Well, that's confidence. That's a boldness right there that's coming out of her. She says, I rejoice and I'm strong and I have an answer for my enemies. That's 1 Samuel 2.1. And so that's what we're, we're putting the label on, our label of confidence. The Lord's with me wherever I go. I don't have to fear. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to be confused. The spirit of confusion lies heavy, heavy in this, in this uh, life right now. Everybody's confused. They don't know what they are, who they are, names, genders, anything. Some people think they're freaking animals. Like seriously, that's a, a serious heavy spirit of confusion. You know, clearly I'm not a cat, a frog, a dog, a monkey. I'm very much human. But the spirit of confusion has twisted people's minds and now they don't know. They don't think they can make it in life. The spirit of confusion, now somebody's ready to give up their life and commit suicide. The spirit of confusion, now they don't know. They, they don't, people say, I'm not a boy or a girl. I'm just a it. I mean, like that, it's just, it's so wackadoo, but that's what the enemy wants because he's not a creator. He can't create anything. It's just lies and a spirit of confusion and a, you can't do it and you're no good and not today. We're done with that. We've ripped that label off. So we're leaving that on the table today. We have a label of confidence, right? All right. How about self-image? We battle that. Um, uh, self-image. I'm not good and I'm, I'm not good looking. I'm not pretty. Uh, I, I don't look like the other person. Let me just, let me take a drink and I'm going to tell you about that real quick. The people you see online don't look like that either. <laughs> That's not really them. That's a picture through 19 filters and then now we're down on ourselves for the rest of the day. Oh, look, at, I'm not a craft mom. I don't do crafts. Oh my gosh, look how that homeschool room is set up. Oh my, look at her eyelashes. Look at her makeup. Look at that outfit. You know, just look at her in general. No, 
Don't do that to yourself anymore. Your self-image is just perfect. It's the way God made you. He doesn't make mistakes. Now, of course, there's, um, <clears throat> there's some that, uh, you know, there's things we can do that are based on us, taking care of our bodies, being healthy, eating right, exercising, because after all, this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is a borrowed vessel. And anything that anyone, you'd, if you were to borrow something, if you lent out your uh, television, you lent out something expensive, you have an expensive piece of jewelry and you lent it out, you, you have a, a, a laptop, a computer you've lent out, you're expecting it to stay the way you lent it out, right? Taken care of. And so I look at it that way as our bodies, is the Lord lent us these earthly suits and we should take care of them. We should take pride in, you know, how we how we look, how we take care of ourselves, how we're 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 good on our insides and our outside. And so and our spirit man, but I'm talking physically right now. And so the, these are the things we take pride in. So let's not get down on ourselves anymore. Let's not say I'm ugly or I'm not good enough or I don't have uh, you know, a, a comparison. We know the Bible says comparing ourselves amongst us is unwise. We don't want to get into an unwise zone, okay? We're just over here telling uh, the label that we're smart and we're full of wisdom. Let's not get into comparison and then, you know, cross out the I'm full of wisdom label. And so self-image, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ. Jesus, just so we can do the things he planned for us long ago, long ago. And, and the best part of that verse, we're God's masterpiece. He doesn't want to look down and hear you say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not happy with me, I'm ugly, blah, 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 and complain and complain, complain. He's like, wait a second, that's my masterpiece. This humans, you, you're my greatest thing I've ever made. You're the greatest besides the animals and the water and all of creation up until the last day that he created humans. That's it. The greatest masterpiece. Let's not let's not talk down against how God created us. So we're taking that label of poor self-image. We're laying it on the table. We're slapping on. I am God's masterpiece, right? Okay. How about this one? This one is a good label, meaning it's it's a label that a lot of people deal with. So we're, it's a good label to go over. Not that it's a good label in that way. It's a good label to go over because it's one that really sets people back. It's one that really destroys them moving forward. And the enemy loves it. The enemy loves it because it's like putting your feet in cement and then the cement dries and that's it. Boop. You're stuck. You're stuck where? In the past. You're stuck in the past. Listen, we've all been there. We've all made these stupid decisions. We've shoulda, woulda, coulda. We get stuck in the past. And so I'm not a good enough parent. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Uh, I, I had a terrible mom or father, or I should have I should have been a better mother. 
Maddie, did someone write anything? Because it's it looked like it scrolled, but it's not. Okay, it just kept jumping, so I wasn't sure if somebody wrote something. Um, and so I'm not a good parent. I'm not this. I'm not that. And so we let the past define our future. Defines our future. This defines our future. This helps us take hold of what God has for us, to take hold of what he says about us and to operate in it and to live it and to work it out. This is our tool. This is what he's equipped us with. So we're not going to be the person where our feet have been stuck in the cement and that's it and we're going to stay there. No. What? Faith. Everything about the word of God. Everything is moving forward, right? Victory to victory. Faith to faith. Favor to favor. We're going higher. We're going further in Jesus' name. So Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about to do good uh, for I'm for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. I love it because he's saying see. He's not saying see with these. He's saying see. Do you see with your spirit, man? Do you see it? I have already begun. And I love it because he's saying, do you not see it? It's like. Wake up. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. All right. And then people get to newly saved. Um, you know, so so they're starting maybe a little bit later in life or they've rededicated a little bit later in life. And then they let their past still hold them down, still keep them from moving forward. But when you're a new creature in Christ, what does it say? All the old things have passed away, gone, right? That we're new. New means new. New doesn't mean you have had a Band-Aid on a crack. Doesn't mean you had super glue. It doesn't mean you've had duct tape. New means brand spanking new, right off the shelf, shiny, not not from a consignment shop, new. You are a new creature in Christ. All the old things, gone. He, he says, I have thrown these things that you've done, I have forgiven you, and I throw them into a sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't remember them. But our mind, our mind is a powerful, powerful uh, thing in our life. And if we let it just run rampant and go out of control, that's what ends up being the leader. That's what ends up being the driving force in our life. But we have to realize whether you're newly saved or not, you're a new creature in Christ. You're not dealing with the old issues. You're not dealing with old thoughts. You're not dealing with past ways you were raised, past experiences, brokenheartedness. We're not dealing with it anymore. You know, you didn't have good parents, okay, we're going to nip it in the bud now because you don't have to do what your parents did. You can start fresh. You can start a new family line. You've got the new blood of Jesus running through your veins. It done. 
end. It ends with me. It ends with my kids. I'm starting something new. The blood of Jesus is on the home. And so these are the things, thoughts, okay? Well, this happened in my past and I went through this tragedy and I got this report. Okay, let's train our mind. I'm not going to rehash it. I'm not going to bring it up. These are the tricks. These are the ways of the enemy. Uh, it says in 1 John 1, 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So you're saved, you're forgiven, and you're clean. Now we got to move on. Oh, but that's so hard. Sure. And people have gone through some serious things that can be really, really hard. But, but it's doable with Jesus. It is doable to move on. It is doable to get rid of hurt and pain and, and, and all the things because he's our ultimate comforter. He came as an ultimate comforter, the Holy Spirit. And it's a supernatural peace that can come upon our lives. My husband just preached at it, Miracle Word Church on Sunday. We're doing a series on the, called the Holy Ghost Advantage. And the, the, the Sunday that we just preached on or that he just preached on was you know, how, how, how to have peace in any storm, how to have peace in any storm, because it's absolutely possible. Yeah, you're going to have to work at it. Yeah, it, it's going to take some strength. And that's why we preach the word every day to you. That's why we encourage you, get into the word, get a foundation, get strong, get that, get that in your spirit. Because when something rises up against you and something happens, you're not going to be rocked like everyone else is going to be rocked. It's not going to affect you like it's going to affect other people that get the same information, get the same news, get the same report. You're, it's not. And that's how you can look different. That's how you don't wear that label of the past. Right? All right. He forgives and forgets. Hebrews 10, 16 through 18. This is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their heart and I will write them on their minds. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. How about sickness? Runs in my family. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so your great grandma had... Uh, cancer, your grandma had cancer, and your mom had cancer. Are you going to have cancer? Nope. Why? Because I, draw, I drew a line in the sand. The blood of Jesus is on the doorpost of my home, and I'm not going to permit it. Don't permit things you don't want. Don't leave that door open for anything any type of confession that's wrong, any type of doubt and unbelief, any type of, you know, in the natural, you're not going to allow your door to be kept open and then a stranger come in and sit on your couch, start changing the TV, you were watching something and grab the clicker. Like, first of all, there'd be ruckus if somebody entered into... Um, that's right. I love Jessica Milford said, I always flip it. It doesn't run in my family. It runs from it. I love that, Jessica. Um, and so, you, you know, you'd be ruckus if somebody entered your door anyway. But <laughs> to sit on your couch, you'd be like, what the? You know, <laughs> I always say this when like crazy things happen. 
and my nephew is always joking me, but I always say, is this real life right now? Like when some somebody does something, I'm always like, is this real life right now? Because I'm like a dog, you know, a tilted head like, is this for real? And so that's how we have to get in the spirit. When something happens, it's like, are you serious? Like you think I'm gonna take this? My God is the ultimate healer. My God works miracles. The Savior I serve, and so then that's when it starts flowing out of you. When you get squeezed, what's coming out of you? Is it the right things that line up with the Word of God? Is it walking in your rightful authority? And so sickness, um, you know, sometimes some of us, healing takes a little bit of time. That's what healing is. Miracles, instantaneous, healing could take a little bit of time. Okay, so what are you doing? I did a broadcast a few uh, weeks ago or a week ago, or I guess two maybe now, called, you know, when you're in the waiting room, what are you going to do while you're waiting for your miracle? Are you going to talk bad about it? Is your confession going to go out the window? Are you going to be, you know, backtracking? What are you going to do when you're, when you're waiting for that? And so you're going to wear that label? Well, it's in my family. Sickness runs in my family. That's a label. Or... Um, Jesus doesn't heal or the label of he, he's, not, he's too busy to heal me or that's just, you know, no. It says in the Bible that it is the, the healing bread. It's, a, it's the children's healing bread. It, it's for us. And then in the Old Testament, never have I seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. I don't have to beg for healing. It's rightfully mine. It's what he went on the cross for. It's what he came here to do. He worked miracles in the Bible and he healed everybody. There's not one person he turned away. There's not one person he didn't heal. And if we say, oh, he changes not, right? This is what I'm saying. People talk and they don't listen. Oh, my God doesn't change. He's not a liar. He's not a man that he does not lie. We quote all this. You know, he's still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Well, maybe he doesn't heal anymore. Which one is it? Which one is it? I know which one it is. You're out of James. You're out of James that says a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. And when they ask from the Lord, they will not receive anything. Don't be like the waves of the ocean. Go to the ocean. Enjoy the ocean. Swim in the ocean. Don't be a wave. <laughs> Don't be an ocean wave. Enjoy the ocean. I live by the ocean. I love the ocean. It's one of my favorite places to be. But I'm not going to become the ocean because if I become the ocean, if I become waves like that, I'm not going to get anything from the Lord. He's not going to, he's like, wait a second. She is so double-minded. She does not understand what's going on. On Sunday, she's quoting, I'm the same God yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it for her back then, he can do it for me. And then I get in the middle of the week and I get a bad report and I say, oh, well, I guess maybe it's not for me. Well, here's your label. Now you have a label of double-mindedness. Now you have a label of doubt. Don't, don't wear those labels. We are, like I said at the beginning, mighty women of God. We walk by faith, right? We're victorious. We get our prayers answered. We are a blessing to people around us. We're strong. We're courageous. We're confident. All right. Acts 10.38, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. 
Is God with you? Yes. Healing is for you? Yes. Can you lay hands on someone and see them get healed? Yes, because Jesus heals all. All right. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon them. And by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Those stripes meant something. Don't dumb down what Jesus took for you. Don't belittle what he did on that day on Calvary. Don't belittle it. Don't think that it was not a big deal. He took things and felt things that day that I would say probably just the majority of humans could not. The pain, the suffering, the mental torment. He took a terrible day for our future. So let's receive it. Let's say, I'm going to speak the word and I'm going to speak the word only in Jesus' name. All right? Brokenhearted. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He reduce, uh, rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Psalms 34, 18. We're not going to have the label of being brokenhearted. Whatever has happened to you, whatever loss, whatever uh, instance that you've gone through, whatever struggle that you've gone through growing up, whatever type of family you lived in, whatever you've seen or someone's told you or said about you or, you know, lied about you, anything like that, we're not going to wear the label of being brokenhearted anymore because that, that dries up the bones. We got to have joy and be cheerful is medicine, laughter, joy. It's medicine. So if we continue to wear the label of being brokenhearted, it's going to dry us up. It's going to dry us up. And then stuff, when you get affected in the spirit and you get affected, it becomes out on your outward appearance. It becomes in your body. It becomes outward and how you act and how you feel. You get tired, lethargic. Your confession goes down. I don't want to do anything. Then you become in a state of depression. We're not going to let any type of anything continue to keep our heart broken. For we're going to guard it just like the Word of God says. And by doing that is getting the foundation of the Word of God. And then it's going to uh, heal and then it says right here, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. You don't have to do this alone. Whether you have somebody near you to be an encouragement, to grab the corners of the mat and lower you to Jesus, or you have nobody, you have Jesus and you have the word. This book, this holy Bible is alive and powerful. So whether you have a physical person near you or around you that can help you. But if you don't, you have the word of God. And when you read it, when you manifest on it, the anointing comes upon you, upon your mind, and it begins to heal and do all the things that it needs to do to purge out stuff that's not wanted and to pull in what's needed. All right. Psalm um, 73:26. my flesh and my heart may fail, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So we're going to kick over whatever brokenheartedness, whatever issues, right on over to the Lord. He said what? Cast your cares because I care for you. That's it. Cast your cares. 
That's what we're going to do. We're going to just pop them right over to the Lord and say, listen, Lord, you have mail. I can't do this anymore. It's not in my own strength. I need you. And he says, listen, you kick it over to me. I'll take over in the driver's seat. I got this. I'm going to be your strength. I'm your strong tower that you run to, right? I was going to go through Proverbs 31 because I don't, I, I know that, you know, that's the one we always go to. It's the Proverbs 31, the wife of noble character. But it's not just for wives. When I read through Proverbs 31, there's so much that I, just as a woman that we can get out of it. So based on time, I'm not going to read through it, but read through it and mark things. Just like where it says, um, uh, how about this? She's energetic, strong, a hard worker, okay? That's just for wives, that's for you right now. That's for any age. Be a woman, energetic, strong, hard worker. How about clothed with strength and dignity? She laughs without fear of the future. You don't have to just be a wife to laugh without fear of the future. Go through Proverbs 31. Pull off labels that you want. Say, I want to be like this. I want to be somebody who's prosperous. I want to be someone who, who the Lord's given uh, wisdom to and, and divine ideas. I'm going to implement them. That, this is this woman right here. She's not scared. She runs her house well. Her kids praise her. Her husband is pleased with her. And if you're not married and it's someone, you know, it's something that you're going to do in life that you're working up to, read this because then you know, hey, this is how I want to be. This is what I want to be when I'm a wife, when I'm a mom. But right now, just as a woman of God, don't discredit Proverbs 31. Go through it and make labels from it. This is how I want to be. I'm not going to be what the world says. I'm not going to be somebody who has to go through things and has to wear the past and, and, and we're just not going to do it anymore. We're not going to be the women that carry labels that become a burden, that become a heaviness in our life. Jesus's label of love and what he did on the cross covers all the wrong labels. It covers all the wrong labels and it replaces them with the label that Jesus says he has for us over our life and made in his image. And when you, when you put on the right labels, the other ones are going to fall off. They, they don't stick anymore because we're replacing them with the good ones. Thank you, Jesus, for a wonderful day together. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the word of God to lead us and guide us. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit while we're here on earth so we don't have to wander. We don't have to uh, figure out what we're going to do, what, 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 what things you have for us, that you fully equipped us in life. Thank you, Lord, that you've said wonderful things about your children. You've given us the right labels, the right words, the right confessions so we can live by faith and be strong women of God and run our homes well and run our children well and run our life well. Lord, I, I command any bad thoughts. We're not taking them anymore. We're not accepting them. It's not our portion. We're drawing a line in the sand. We've got the boundary around our home, around our mind, around our life. Well, the things of the enemy are not permitted. If it's, if it's 
trespassing, I command it to go now in the mighty name of Jesus. I command it to go now in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy will not have access to our life. You go before us, you make every crooked place straight. You go before us and anything that could have been a hindrance that was going to stop us, going to stop our purpose, going to stop uh, things that were starting, businesses, ideas, moves, they're removed in the mighty name of Jesus. For we walk in the identity of our Savior, in the identity of, of who you've made us to be in Christ. We carry authority and strength. We carry boldness. We carry victory in our spirits. We are women of great faith for we have the spirit of faith in our life, in our mouth, in our thoughts. In Jesus name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Amen.